0: Welcome to the Cool Shift Podcast, dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike, with your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, zigmeister Ziegler, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the Cool Shift.
1: Returns for the month of February. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Last one, I think we did pretty good. I got a little story to tell you about uh, what we did last time and some feedback that I received from a fan. Oh, so that's pretty cool. Um, which segues into this. Um, Does it? This episode because we did uh, Genesee. Last episode, we we're going to use Genesee cream or Genesee beer.
0: Beer. Bear. Not for Tennessee our
1: beer, our hop oils talk, which is going to be really cool. I think there is going to be some in-depth information that we can go through and hopefully give that out to some people that don't know much about hops. Mm. So, Absolutely. but first off, Carl, uh, Carl brought us a treat from his Pico Brewery, Femto Brewery. Uh, what's, what's it called? <laughs> the Femto Brewery. The femto Even femto smaller brewery, than yep. Pico.
0: No, I, actually, there is a story behind this. So, just this beer here, right in front of you, is. Uh, uh, just a, it was an experiment that I did right with with Galaxy hops, <clears throat> and if you remember when I first gave this to you, it was utterly undrinkable because yeah. because the base bittering hop that I used was the wrong kind of bittering hop for right. the Galaxy that, w- that uh, was behind that. it. Yeah, so now it's had a month later six seven months in the bottle and. The bad, nasty base bittering has gone away. It's still not a great beer. But at least it doesn't have the lingering, horrific, terrible base bittering that was in total opposition to the original bittering. It
1: doesn't. Yeah. But it has very similar characteristics of the hop oils that I have tonight that we're going to be tasting, which is fairly interesting because it tastes like those hop oil smell. If If you were here... Um, I remember we were doing this before. If you get a chance, when you smell them, you're yeah. not going to be able to tell the difference between one right. as you smell it but in taste. This is actually a drinkable beer now. Well, it's drinkable. So, the, But the
0: whole point here was that I didn't understand at the time that if you put in the wrong base bittering hop in a pale ale, right, mm-hmm. that it has to be the correct base bittering hop to go with the... You know, the, flavor the, the flavor and aroma oh, hops, or else they are just in violent opposition with one another and it was completely undrinkable.
1: Once in a while, you'll catch a flavor profile by accident. Yeah. And you'll be like, wow, that does work together. i got to do that again. Um, where you're using something like an earthy um, bittering hop and citrusy hop in, in the back end. There are combinations Well, there was, uh, there uh, there was one hop.
2: I, it might even have been on one of the shows we were talking about. We were sitting down, we were drinking one beer, and it had... And we were like, "Wow, these whatever hops they're using in this go really well together." When we were reading on the can, very was strange, it? right? It was, I think, Citra and Chinook or something. Yeah, like some
1: that? some weird combination that you and wouldn't expect. I, we
2: were like, "I'm not sure about this." And We're like, "Well, you know, let's just check to see if it works." And I brewed the pilot batch with it, and
1: sure enough. put it on the
2: forge batch, and it was fantastic. <laughs> and that one, it just works.
1: It's like every once in a while you'll get that mix that works, but for the most part, it's not going to. And you know, even though this is still drinkable, I would never buy a second beer of this. Oh. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. It's not a good beer. It was, it was a
0: bad combination. But the whole point there was don't have the wrong base bittering hop with <laughs> the flavor and aroma hop, or else you will end up with something that is horrible, and it'll, it took time
1: for it to... you start, know what's really cool about, about this, too, is that I'm, I'm now tasting the, the Victory. Did you use Victory in this, like a uh, biscuit malt?
0: No, I used your... Aroma. aroma. Oh, the
1: yeah. a- aromatic malt. I yeah. thought it was aromatic, but it was the aromatic, aroma. Yeah, so that's giving aroma. that nutty flavor, yeah. that nutty caramelly flavor. That's uh, and and that's why it's so damn dark.
0: Yeah, because I thought it was
1: aromatic. Or right. Well, for the for the record, I do have aromatic in, and I also have aroma in. So
2: they're both in unlabeled <laughs> buckets.
1: <laughs> you get to decide. You have to guess which one they are. Um, that depends, really. Uh, usually two drop in uh, 500 or uh, 200 mils. Two drops. Well, drop per mil, per 100 mils. Drop per mil.
2: Ooh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hello. It's like drop per drop. No. You know, I don't know. Two drops, three drops. It really depends on what you want to do. So it doesn't matter. Those don't do more than four drops. Just don't per. do more than
2: the entire container. I swear okay. to God. <laughs> All right, and we're going
0: to tell them what we're doing today, and then tell them your story from last episode.
1: Well, I'm going to tell them a little story about last episode. You, we were talking about uh, we did a blind taste test from Carl. Carl had a like a what'd you call it a potpourri, potpourri. of uh, of beers yeah. to try, and the fascinating one that was in there was the fact that I kind of fell in love again with the Genesee Cream Ale. I didn't. I hadn't drank in Genesee Cream Ale, and every time you go into the liquor store, you look at it, and you're like, I don't really want to buy that. I want to buy something that's like 15,000 hops, and, but that cream ale came off really good, and we talked about for penny, penny per penny yeah. that, that that was the beer that really took the case that day for me anyway. I don't know about you, Matt, but it was pretty yeah. interesting for me. So I, I got this email from one of our listeners, the only listener that we have. His name is Clint... And he said, hey, thanks for the podcast. Glad I found you after the Final Gravity podcast ended. Thanks for the discussion on Jenny Cream Ale last episode. I never had a Jenny Cream, only Little Kings back in college. I don't know if you ever had Little Kings, but that was like the Cream Ale back in my day, too. I remember you talking to me about it it, at
2: one point. It
1: was like the cheapest beer you could find. Um, And it was definitely just full of just corn. I mean, it wasn't even a mixture that was proper. Um, And in in parentheses, this is not a fan. And they said the cream ale in the brewing classic styles is my wife's favorite. But he hasn't been able to brew since he's just moved in 2017 and hasn't got his brewery out yet. Um, so he spent $10 for a 12 pack. <laughs> <probably 12-ounce> <laughs> and he said he was completely surprised and it made his wife happy too. Bonus for both of us, you know? Penny for penny, indeed, he said. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> So it's pretty pretty fascinating.
2: After the uh, after the podcast last time, we kept um, we each you know just split the rest of the beer, and I forgot that it was in my car. <laughs> so I'm cleaning up my car when I'm going over to the, the beer fest this past weekend, and I'm like, oh, I've got Jenny Cream Ale and the other, or not the cream of the ice, and I pull it out and I put the big bottle, a uh, can over on the side, and it's the freaking huge cans of it. So I put it over on the side, and then today or yesterday, we we all got back over to the brewery. And Andy looks at it, and he's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, that's Jenny Ice. And, he, and, and then Mark's also uh, walking over, too, and he goes, oh, an ice beer. And looks at it, and it's like 5% alcohol. And he goes, what the hell is the point of making an ice beer if it's, if it's only going five. to be 5.5% five alcohol? But uh, and, Andy was like, oh, man, that thing's got to be like, what, $3 a can? Cheap as hell? I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's
1: way it's less, less than, than that. that. He
2: goes, less than that?
1: like... Yep. Twenty
2: four ounces or
1: whatever. It's it's definitely a college go to for <laughs> sure when you don't have any money and that's that's kind of beer you want. So
0: all right. So so last episode we were saying this before. Last episode I said the Genesee was like a dollar fifty dollar twenty can. No, it's a dollar thirteen a can for twenty
1: four <laughs> ounces. So it's like sixty two cents for for a twelve ounce bottle. <laughs> that's crazy cheap. Yeah. Crazy cheap. I mean, they got to be making you, that stuff you, for like 20 you cents. You do
0: realize point. that if I buy a 16-ounce uh, bottle of Gatorade.
1: <laughs> it's, you're paying the more store, money. It's, it's more like five money. times more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wrote a little bit something. I did some research on, um, on the, the company. I said, you know, I'm pleased to hear about, you know, that our banter, because really that's all we do here, helped you out. I was too pleasantly surprised by the great authentic taste considering this once smaller brewery. Who created this libation in 1960? Won a uh, back-to-back GABF gold medal in the cream ale in 1990 and 1991. How old were
2: you then? Like six.
1: 91. Yeah. Four. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> um, and they won a silver in 1987. That was before you were born, right? 87 was when I was yeah. born. Okay, so 1988, it's 1993, 94, and 2005, uh, and then a bronze in 95, 2002, and 2004. And after all those awards, it was sold to. Uh, Cerveceria Costa Rica, S.A., for $338 million in 2012. So now this company is a big conglomerate. They own J.W. Dundee, now Dundee Ales. You can't find J.W. Dundee Brown Ale. That was the nut brown ale that of choice in our day, <laughs> in our heyday. J.W. Dundee Nut Brown Ale, remember? Yeah, I mean, I, it was like something yeah, totally yeah. different. It was yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. Zima of the day. Yeah, only yeah, yeah you're, right, you're right. I forgot about that. Um And they own Seagram's Wine coolers and Rockwall Brewing Company, so they own those three. They also distribute for a b and Bev because hmm. they distribute their um um can't think of the name uh what is it called Labat blue Oh jeez because really? in new york city it's too pop- or New York state it's too popular of a beer that a b and Bev can't distribute it because of antitrust laws, so they have Genesee distribute there their beer. Crazy so bats
0: from from Canada comes in th- through Genesee. That's right.
1: <laughs> how crazy <laughs> a, is that right? well
0: it's a bordering state. Right, right. <laughs> or a bordering country. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> but yeah, it really goes to show how, you know, by putting corn in the right setting in a beer, you can really create something nice and, and something special. Um have you used corn yet there, Matt?
2: Uh only in that one cream ale that we put together, the the club. That was gone
1: in like that was like four four different cream ales, right? Yeah,
2: we did four different cream ales from last July: berry, straight, blueberry, strawberry, peach, blueberry. and regular. Yeah, sorry, That's blueberry, crazy.
1: strawberry. Peach. Are you making a green beer for St. Pat's?
2: No, we're just actually we're gonna re we're gonna relabel um, our beers that we currently have our year rounds to okay. be mo- to sound more Irish. And that's all we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you put an ish on the editor of everything. No, we're putting uh, like, uh, <laughs> Mick no, a like. McPale Ale, Mick IPA. It's, it's, it's O'Falconer. Huh. Uh, O'Falconer. Saint Prospector. Uh, Mick <laughs> McLovin. <laughs> I think
1: it's like Shipracon or something. Like <laughs> 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 but uh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Did I put enough drops in this? Or is it um,
1: yeah, I could smell it and taste okay. it. Yep. So basically, what we're doing today is I. Had a customer that come in, uh, came in, and who works for a, a oil company or an essential oils company, and they started getting involved in developing these oils. Now I can't say what company it is, um, cover rates, and all this other stuff. I was told that I'm not allowed to, but anyway, we got our whole, we got hands on nine different oils that we could play with. Uh, in either the brewing process or taste testing. and One of the things that we're doing today is we're taking our Genesee beer that we're so fond of um, because it is a plain beer. It's actually Genesee beer. It's a plain Jane beer. There's no frills about it, and it's easy drinking. It has no, um, no flavor profile to fight with hops. So we're going to use that as our base beer, and we're going to take some drops and put it in the beer and talk about what kind of flavors we taste. Now, hop oils... Uh, do you know the anything behind the, the the genetics or the um chemistry behind the hop oils and that you can talk to us about and as far as your experience goes and
2: uh I mean I haven't I haven't used them too much. Um
1: Well what is a, a hop cone made up of? You know, well, I mean,
2: you got your. I mean, your your two main things you're gonna be breaking them down with that you're mainly looking at is your alpha acids and your and your oil content. Right. Right. So because you're looking at your bitterness and then the flavors that are going to come in through your alpha acids. The longer you boil, the more you're gonna isomerize your alpha acids to make that bitter flavor, and then the oils because they're volatile. You want them to be in short.
1: When you it's say boring. isomerize, what does that mean <clears throat> to the everyday person? You hear uh, that term an awful lot. The Sorry to put you on the spot. (laughs) Like, this is a test, Matt. No, it's not.
2: No, it's. I'm just trying to think of how how, how How to explain it. So pretty much what happens is your alpha acids will change chemically on one of their side arms of the chemical. And it's difficult for me to explain what the heck this thing looks like. So if you want to know what it looks like, just pull it up online. But one of the side chains of it, uh, the chemicals change because there's a, a breakdown in one of the sections, and then they bond to each other. Okay. And as they bond and form a longer chain, you get bitter flavor. Okay, um, or lasting bitter flavor that stays in your beer. That's soluble. Um, otherwise, like if you eat a hop cone right off the hop cone, you don't have isomerized alpha acids; you just regular alpha acids, and it's still bitter. But in order to get that bitterness out of the hop and to dissolve in liquid, in liquid, it has to be isomerized.
1: And the only way to do isomerization is through heat, heat, or heat. chem. You can, or you can chemically, chemically isomerize yep. it, but right. you. You could do the gas typical the typical CO2 way. Yeah, the
2: typical way to do it is through, or the the traditional way of doing it is heat. Anything over one ninety, and you'll be isomerizing.
1: So isomerize is the alpha acids, and that, that, that provides bitterness. Mm-hmm. Volatilize are uh, the essential oils, which contribute the aroma and the flavor. And when and
2: they're, they're volatile compounds, so during heat they'll
1: dissipate. So very very rapid,
2: very, very quickly. Which is why yeah. whenever you want flavor and, or heavy aroma, you'd put them in after boil or in dry hopping because then they're staying in there and not being removed.
1: One thing that I found interesting um, is that there's 50 to 80% hydrocarbon compounds uh, in these hop oils. Am I too far away? Do I need to talk closer? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> So fifty to eighty percent hydrocarbon compounds, uh, which twenty percent or twenty to fifty percent of those hydrocarbon compounds are oxygenated compounds. Mm -hmm. And what amazed me was that there was less than one percent of sulfur compounds. Yet sometimes those sulfur compounds are the most prevalent flavor Mm -hmm. and aroma compounds in a beer, and you could detect those at such a small level as a human. It's their their threshold is much. Higher, much yeah, whatever. much less. They're yeah. called thiols, um, yeah. and thiols are very readily uh, perceived. Perceived by human beings. Thank you. Good. Good word. Um, there's detected. Yeah, perceived. detected. Perceived. Yeah. Good. thesaurus. Noticed. Over there.
2: noticed. Identified. So some Identified. some of the compounds. <laughs>
1: so one of the things that I, I came across. Some of the compounds we all we all heard of. linalool Linolul. or. Um, Geraniol. Geraniol. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Citronellol. Mm-hmm. And there's those, those three were the, the main ones that I've heard of before. Apparently, there's hundreds, uh, hundreds more. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the most prominent of them will con- constitute less than 1% of the hop oils. Um, within but they're, that.
2: They're still very important in picking them out because they're what make the difference in everything. So like you could take out a chunk of those ones that make up less than 1%. And now you've changed a hop from one type to another. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, what we have here today, and the reason why I'm getting into that is because we have the hearts. Some of these aren't full spectrum. There's, I think there's only two full spectrum hop oil compounds that I or hop oils, that I have. Uh, the rest are just the hearts that give out the aroma and the, mm-hmm. in the, in the flavor profile uh, of, these, uh, of these hop oils. Um, so sci- scientists first isolated some of these in back in uh, two, uh, almost 200 years ago. And it wasn't until the 1950s, wasn't until the 1950s, that near the end of the 19th century, uh, they well, Alfred Chapman started putting names on them in the, end of the 19th century, but it wasn't until the 1950s when gas chromatography uh, allowed research to identify over 1,000 compounds in a hop oil. And gas chromatography came about because they wanted to identify the oils and hops. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So much
2: science is... Based is, off is, of beer. Yeah, it really goes into industrial norm
1: because of beer. Right, it's crazy. So much, so much in the when, in when people, industry. When people does, look yeah. at me and I say beer saved the world, it actually really saved the world. You can, <laughs> you can laugh all you want. And you could say that I'm a freak, but I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for beer, we wouldn't have half the stuff we have in science, period. Scientists linked the thiols, the sulfur compounds, to just recently to passion fruit. If it
0: weren't for beer, you'd be completely intolerable. Right. So uh, yeah, in absolutely. that sense, you've kind of saved our lives, beer. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> that's for sure. At least men's side of it, you know, if it wasn't for beer, no. Um, so they've actually linked – so. This education portion might be boring to some, but this is important stuff. The thiols that were, are, are, are the sulfur compounds were just recently linked, like the last 10, maybe 15 years, to with passion fruit, tropical fruit, sauvignon blanc grapes, uh, and usually other characteristics that are portrayed through the citrus and the mosaic hops. Now, um, Matt, when did you graduate Siebel? Uh... Early spring 2011. So 2011. So you're six years in, a half a decade in. Have you seen a change in the industry since you took those courses? Yes. Yeah, so almost flipped itself on its head with all these new hop oils coming out. I mean,
2: I, IPA was definitely, well, IPA was picking up, but it was bitter. It was, bitter. It was the. I mean, just within the five, six years, it was, the, diff- the big difference in IPAs was East Coast and West Coast IPAs. Um, people weren't talking about English IPAs. They were talking about the difference between a, an East Coast and a West Coast. An East Coast was nothing but bitter, and a West Coast was bitter piney. with flavor. It had that citrus. It has that piney flavor coming through. It wasn't just bitterness and malt. It was All hop it. flavor. Yep. But the bitterness was a, a main part. And then, you know, it broke away from the IPAs to a couple of little things, and it came back to it again now with the, the New England. And it's the the switch from the uh, bitterness with flavor to now just flavor. So it went from bitterness by itself with malt to uh, bitterness with flavor. Now to no bitterness with just flavor.
1: It's crazy. And I've I've seen hops with nothing in them. The uh, beers with nothing in them until the whirlpool. Yeah, dry hopping. And then, whatever at the end, if they want to put it through some kind of iso or hot or whatever it is. Before but they're, they put it they're in so
2: candy. fragile. The beers are extremely fragile. They're
1: two weeks in and you're done. If that. Yeah. Sometimes you
2: have to drink them a week out of the bright tank. And it's like the moment it's in the bright tank, it's like it's in a can and you have to drink it. Otherwise, you drink it a few days afterwards and it's bad. It's like, oh, well, you should have drank it right immediately.
0: The uh, New England IPA that I brought you guys last time. I've kept it in the refrigerator the entire time mm-hmm. to just try to keep as stable as possible. It does not taste anything the same. No. A month later, at all, kept cold that it did the the time I gave it yeah. to you. Like, it's nothing not the same. It's not not that it's bad, oh, it's just but different. it's nothing the same. Right. The juiciness or the quote juiciness that you get yeah, from something it's like gone. that,
1: gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. It's just gone. Yeah, it's very volatile. It goes away very quickly. Um, so there are, and I don't want to get into this on this one because I think we already. Beat a dead horse, but there are people that are so against this new way of doing things that it's not beer brewing, that it's just capturing whatever it is. And there are other people that say you have to do it this way because it's the best. So there's like two sides to this. And um, can't we just all get along? <laughs> but anyway, yes, Rodney, we can. <laughs> anyway, those citrus mosaics. So thiol- thiols are, in, in my book, uh, divisively important. Uh, because it really some will perceive yes decidedly no important. divisively important because we have to we have people that can perceive the flavor of ribes which are current in gooseberries,
0: mm-hmm.
1: versus what cat piss entails, oh yeah, mm-hmm. so there are people like me who always say, "Oh, this tastes like cat urine or cat piss, and there are people like uh, other people like, this is gooseberries, this is mm-hmm. awesome, I got you so it 's it's perception thing, again, how mm-hmm. beer is so subjective, but that's what makes this uh, industry such a great industry to be mm-hmm. a part of. There's no right or wrong answer. It's like being a weatherman.
2: It's great and it's horrible at the same time. <laughs> exactly. When I, was, I, I, I came into the brewery on a Sunday when the, the beer garden was open, and so I was like, oh, okay, I'll grab lunch outside real quick because I'm not you know, needing to be running the bar or anything like that. So me and Megan are sitting outside, at uh, one of the picnic tables. And uh, this lady next to us... She's farting up a storm. Farting <laughs> out of her mouth. <laughs> she was just... She had made... I wouldn't say she had one too many, but she was just a Verbose. person who liked to voice her opinion. Verbose. And she was just sitting there. She was drinking one of the IPA forge batches that we had. And had a lot of citra in it. And she was like, This tastes like cat piss. Oh my god, this tastes like cat piss. And she's just screaming it. And the person across the table from her, her other older lady friend, was like let's just say let's say her name's like Veronica. Veronica. When have you ever tasted cat piss? (laughs) And then this other guy on the other table goes, If you don't like it, honey, I'll drink it for you because he must have loved the flavor of it. Right. But, you know, she's just going off on the whole thing.
1: That's the flavor she perceived from it.
2: It had yeah. a lot of citra, and that's the flavor she perceived. She perceived cat piss. Yeah, that's, it's And she's just a person that's more sensitive to that flavor style. The
1: phials. I mean, that's that's strange. I never really thought about that as far as getting down into the science behind it, but that's exactly how people are. Well,
0: there's some weird thing, right? Isn't it, the, not, not that it's the same industry, but isn't it with cyanide that some people... Can smell cyanide. They can smell that it smells like burnt almonds or something like that to them. Mm. And then the rest of the populace doesn't smell it at all and dies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. Some people smell the cyanide <laughs> gas and say, "Oh shit, there, <laughs> roasted almonds. Gotta again, get out of here." There again, it's divisively important to <laughs> yes, understand. Yeah, so I got that. you.
1: That, now I understand your point <laughs> from earlier. So, uh, do you do you know what a hop flower is called? Cone. I flower. thought Strobile. Oh, a stroh-bile.
2: Let's go strobile.
1: Um, The volatile oils account for about 1% to 3% of the weight of the cone. Uh, They may not seem like very much, but when you think about it, it doesn't take a lot of hop oils to give uh, homebrew uh, delicious hop flavor. Hops uh, are more delicate than bittering compounds found in resins of the hop. That's why hop uh, for flavor and aroma are typically added toward the end of the boil. Boiling hops for too long drives the oils away through evaporation, leaving behind the bittering aspects. Just what we talked about earlier today, earlier on this. Mm -hmm. Aside from late hopping, dry hopping is another technique to impart hop aroma. Um, The hop is uh, is essentially steeped in the fermented beer for a number of days until the desired flavor or aroma is reached. Um, An alternative to dry hopping is to build your own hop back which is a device that circulates beer through the hop material to extract those precious hop oils. Since hop oils begin to degrade immediately after their harvest, it's important to store the hops properly, uh, preferably in a refrigerator uh, flush with nitrogen in an airtight frozen bag. But in, in the refrigerator, in the freezer, and keep them frozen works uh, just as well. Um, within the hop, there are several different types of hop oils. These hop oils we're going to get into today because that's pre- pretty much what we're going to be tasting uh, the proportions vary be, uh, beyond the hop variety and the seasonal and local conditions. Um, learning a little bit about the characteristics of different hop oils can help understand the flavor and aroma profiles that differentiate the types of hops that, and the contributions they put in beer.
0: Warren, the Professor Wilson's dissertation on hops. Uh,
1: that's just a little bit of information. So the four main hop oils that we're going to be dealing with are myrcene, Humulene, Cariophyllene, and farnesene. Myrcene um, is probably the most prominent Hop oil found in most hops It's found in Cascade It's found in Citra uh, gives it a lot of citrus aromas It's 50% or more of the total hop oils In a hop cone um, It's floral and citrus in aroma uh, And uh, Some of the varieties that have those kinds of flavors Like Citra, Amarillo, Mosaic um, Simcoe uh, To some extent uh, Cascade um, Centennial uh challenger and um there's one more sea hops cluster,
0: cluster yeah hop. any
1: any kind of sea hop that really has those kinds of has very high uh, myrcene levels there's humulene humulene is the second most common hop oil um it's greater quantity in some it might be uh greater than myrcene, but it contributes wood and spicy uh and herbal characteristics which uh tend to withstand the higher temperatures better than myosine, So you're going to get that wood and spiciness. This is sort of what we had in your IPA, that that spicy, woody, resiny, um, herbal characteristic of your bittering hop.
0: Uh, Amarillo, Simcoe, Columbus.
1: What was your bittering hop?
0: Uh, CTZ Early. Yeah. Which, which beer are you talking about? The one that I just gave you before? Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh yeah, that was sh- yeah, it was the wrong. Yeah, hold on, give me a second.
1: Yeah, not not your Nepa. Yeah. But some with the uh, high humuline humulene uh dominant uh, examples are Hallitower, Vanguard. Um, there's karyophylline, which is also uh herbal and spicy in characters so as Northern Brewer and Pearl. Um, and then Farnesine which is probably uh, the least amount 1% mm-hmm. of the hop oils in the hops, but it has the most bittering aspect flavor profile to it. Uh, some hop examples that have that, uh, a lot of it in there are Czech Sots, Tetnang, Sterling. A lot of noble hops have that, too.
0: Yeah, that beer was Galaxy over Bravo. Bravo. Don't ever, 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 yeah. ever, ever, ever do
1: that. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Bravo is a tough one. Um, Bravo, sir. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, Bravo is a tough terrible. one to, to part with. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Bravo. Um, I knew it was an experimental hop, but it has a lot of like earthy tones to it, and just, it, was,
0: it was just completely wrong for Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, and I never knew that. I always just thought that, that that base bittering hops like you know Warrior, just give you bitterness, yeah, Warrior, CTZ, Bravo. You know those big high alpha bittering hops that they were just hey they're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. They just give you a big bitter. You put it in really early, you get a lot of bittering out of it, and you're done. Right? No, it gave you it gives it gives you a weird bittering. Well, it gives you a a specific kind of bittering, I can't describe it. I yeah. guess you're going to call it woody, spicy, whatever kind of bittering. Versus, you know, maybe more citrusy bittering. And it just was in absolute conflict with the galaxy in every way. Yeah,
1: it, it was totally, uh, totally destroyed the yeah, galaxy. It totally flavors. destroyed it. Yep. yep. So, basically, what we have here today, we have a test batch of one type. We have the test.
0: Well, yeah, you have no. You have a control, and, a control and, then, and, then, and then the the, uh, the control the for you guys, which, you, which is obvious. Yeah. I mean, this is in the smaller, are we going
1: to try to guess what hop oil this is? Or you can do that if you I, want. I don't want to do that. Cause yeah, this <laughs> is Magnum. Yeah. I don't know Magnum <laughs> right, so single bar- is, barrel, something like that. Yeah, so this is the full spectrum. Magnum is the full spectrum. Single barrel is their full spectrum of hop oils. So this is. I'm going to move this mic now a little bit.
2: Yeah, this one, to me, came through kind of with that woodiness.
1: I think you're going to find that most of these do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's what I'm getting out of them. Um, I'm not
2: sure if it goes along the the lines of um, another issue is there's oxidation of hops. And you're putting these into here, and you're stirring them up real quick and stuff like that. And The issue could be there's always a little bit of oxidation to the hops coming through, but... And then oxidation flavors can always come through as cardboardy. Right. So you might almost get like a woody, papery note that comes along with them.
1: I think we're getting that from the beer, too. But it's, it was interesting because
2: I, I was smelling the first one that you gave me, and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if I can pick these hops up. But, and then you right. gave me the control, and I smell the control, and I'm not getting like anything right. out of the nose. And then I go back, I'm like, oh, okay, no, nope, that's definitely the hops that I'm pulling out now.
1: Help. Right. It's definitely, you can pick that out. But you got that spiciness yep. like, uh, and the earthiness, and it's not really a bad thing. The bitterness is not. But
2: Magnum's not a hop that you'd normally think of as putting anything in late. Magnum's your
1: bittering hop. That's exactly right. You could do it. I did an all. Use Magnum. Don't use Bravo. I did a Fogles. I did a a Magnum PA. All Magnum once. And it came out good. Uh, Nothing like these oils. But for some reason, I'm not. We should get the Magnum hops out and just see what we can discern from. them. I mean, the smell is there. I Mm -hmm. can smell it.
2: Yeah, there's definitely the aroma of the oils that were put in.
1: Um. But I get that from every one of these hop oils. Truth be told, um, it doesn't ruin the beer. No. Um, but I'm I'm really not really discerning any difference between hop oil, and you'll see that you'll see when we get move when we move along with these. I'm getting a lingering bitterness. It's a lingering bitterness. Might want to do a little bit less than what we had here.
2: A little less? How many many drops did you put in? Uh, I think that was... Three? That was
1: three. No, I mean like for the beer. I might want to put a little bit less beer in there because I don't know. I'll be able to drink...
2: All nine of them? (laughs) All nine
1: of these beers with these hop oils on them.
2: German Magnum?
1: Yep. If you take it and you, you, you swish it in your mouth... It breaks it out. It brings out the, the flavor, thanks magniflator. Now we're going to just... Yep, it, you know, it reminds me of the hop candy. Okay, let's see here.
2: Yeah. This also has a little bit of, obviously, leaf material coming Yeah, it has more, more through. green
1: through it, right? You get more green. Definitely
2: more green coming out. But the... Uh, you can you can pull out notes of what's coming through in the aroma what would be the, the luxury drink.
1: of using oils instead of hops i mean what what would what's the attraction there like lately we see a lot of breweries going with that
2: uh,
1: i mean the only time i
2: ever used hop oils was in a brew that you were putting in so much, and it wasn't really just—it wasn't even the hop oil. It was—it was a pure extract of alpha acids. It was, you know, it was a very greasy mess of just alpha acid resin. Mm-hmm. And we put it in for the bitterness, and because you were putting—we were putting in so much hop material, twenty minutes to zero, and then in the whirlpool again, and then going in for dry hopping down the road. I mean, just, just in the kettle alone, though, there was so much hop material in that if we put in what was required for the 80 IBUs of bitterness at the 60-minute addition, we would have filled up the bottom of the cone and never been able to extract any of the beer from there without pulling nothing but a hop, true mess. So we took away close to 12 pounds of hops that we were throwing in from a 60-minute and replaced it with six or 80 uh, alpha acids,
1: uh, 80 IBU units of... Pure alpha acids. Was it about a 500 milliliter can? What's that? Was it like a 500 milliliter can?
2: Yeah, it was it was like a it was like a,
1: a oil can. can kind of. It, okay. it was
2: like a metal, you know, soup can that you just put into a little bit of warm water to soften it up, and you open the can top and just dump it in. Um, but that was specifically for the bitterness, because I mean, for the most part, when you're looking at just if you're just pulling straight alpha acids, you're not getting any difference in a certain type of bitterness. And then all of your flavors and everything came from actual hops, as opposed to, like, these, where you're getting the flavors from the the right. oils. And I yeah. think it can it can be used... I wouldn't use it, but you can use it to bump up a certain aroma, glass to glass. I don't know about adding it into a final beer product in a whole.
1: Um, I did that to uh, a five-gallon batch. Mm-hmm. I made... Um, a Pilsner, uh, Czech style Pilsner. It was all Satz hops, and I had these this Saaz hop oil, and uh, I put like a couple drops in. I wasn't getting anything, so I said, yeah, "Screw it! This is five gallons. It's in a keg now. I might as well just see what I can do." I put the whole thing in, dropped mm-hmm. the whole thing right in there. Didn't deter from the beer. Didn't make the beer bad, um, and it did put some hop aroma in it. But what it also did was, I noticed that there was a little bit of a Slicker mouthfeel Mm -hmm. From the oil That didn't erode Or blend Too heavily So I don't know if that was perception I know it wasn't diacetyl People are going to be diacetyl It wasn't diacetyl Um, It was from the hop oil Because the beer that I had Before I put it in Was no There was no slick mouthfeel But it was interesting I mean I've uh, Now they have these These hops So this is it This is the spicy This is the one This is uh, Sot's hops um, that's your control. Yep. Um, and you're going to notice very similar nose, right? Yeah.
2: This one does have, it's, I, I expected it for when, you know, we're saying we're putting the oils in and everything to be like a sharp spiciness. Right. that's Sots. But it's not,
1: not sharp. Mm-mm. It's not, but that's the hearts. Now we're into the hearts of what the Sots flavor profile is. This isn't a full spectrum. This is just.
0: Yeah. So the so the last one, which was the single barrel, meant it's the entire hop.
1: All you have the entire oils, all the myrcene, every, but everything farnesine. that was in Magnum. So
0: you're saying this is just.
1: This is just the uh, probably the karyophylline and the farnesene of the hop oil.
0: And you're comparing that against a bag of sots.
1: Hops. i am and there's very there's a there's a lot of similarities there but again you're getting a more full spectrum from this from the sauce hops from yeah the
2: i mean yeah. to me it's almost like you're instead of like opening a box of spices and being like okay yeah that's spicy yeah this is almost as though spices were rubbed into a blanket and it was left in a room and it's slowly kind of coming out it's like you get like just a soft aroma of spice sitting on the surface it's not like a sharp like smelling a stick of cinnamon or something like that. Right.
1: Nope, it's not the whole thing.
2: But yeah, when you're when you're putting control next right next to this one back to back, you can you can tell the difference, and it's and it's like I said, it's a light spiciness right on the surface. It's
1: almost like something's missing from this op oil. Yeah. And there is.
2: Everything else. Yeah. Everything else.
1: <laughs> so. But it's funny. I, I was I, for days. I'd be amazed I'd open them up and smell them and I'd open up and smell them and like, they all smell the same it's the flavor profile that's a little bit different it's just funny
2: how you know you're you're sitting here and you smell it it's like yeah it's so subtle it's so subtle and you taste the control and you taste this beer again and there's a big difference <laughs> a in the beer there's a huge difference right it's just very diff. it's very light on the nose to detect it it tastes more noble <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's definitely there. Tastes more um more Czech than American. This beer is in Czech. This beer is in Czech. <laughs> Alright, so we gotta finish this. Man, he's pouring his big slugs, isn't he? He is a he's Trying to get athlete. us drunk. <laughs> and start fighting again.
0: You guys are so, like, so far behind where you normally are on an episode. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: I know. I kind of feel like I ruined it by going all fucking technical with everything. <laughs> oh, super citrus! This is still.
2: This is going to jump us the other spectrum.
1: Yep, this is this is not full spectrum. This is no, this still is gonna just jump us the other side, though. From spicy I hope to it citrus. does because I'm I'm tired of the noble side right now. I need some more.
2: Need some America.
1: I need some um, some America. <laughs> I need some America because it's huge. Yeah. Are you getting cat piss? Because that's I'm what getting I get. Cat piss right off the nose. That's what I get, man. I'm getting cat piss. Ooh. God damn it, Felix! <laughs> damn it, Ophelia! Use the cat box. Piss on my bed. But if you d de- if you dive a little deeper, if you get a big, huge whiff of it, I don't know, Carl. It takes that. It's cat piss.
2: When I take a whiff of it, I get some cat piss When I take
1: a sip of it, I
2: get pears
1: pears interesting pears
0: i have I have cats, and I know what it smells
1: like when when it's they not piss that. on you it doesn't smell like that <laughs> No, it does not. I have a cat and a dog
2: no i mean it doesn't it doesn't smell like a crazy cat lady's house ten years after she's been dead and no one's found her yet it's 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 the start of a problem.
1: <laughs> pears. I'm getting pears yeah. too. Mm. Yeah, getting pears. That's strange.
2: I was gonna say maybe I was mistaken, and I tasted again. No, I'm getting pears. We pairs
1: were in check.
2: Pears and cats.
1: <laughs> we were we were in check before. Now we're in pairs. Now we're uh, in repairs. Oh,
2: my God.
1: (laughs) So, I don't know. So, why would you use this, then? uh, You would use this if you didn't get enough of the aroma that you were looking for. Also, (laughs) if you're doing an IPA and you're not... (laughs) If you don't dry hop, you're not getting enough aroma, you can actually use this. And I would... In conjunction yeah, I mean,
2: with, if if you're if you're sitting there with the, I mean, these specifically go for a certain side. They're saying citrusy. They're saying spicy. They're saying you know, or it's this one specific thing. So if you're Pulling on a hop, or you put a hop into a beer, and you're saying, oh, "Okay, you know, I'm really hoping to get that citrusy punch into this thing, and it's not as much as you wanted it." Don't be discouraged. I mean, if you have this stuff with you, put a couple drops yeah, into your glass and push it
1: to push it over the edge. Yep, you could put it in your bottles. You could I wouldn't.
2: In... I wouldn't be like, "Oh, you know what? I was supposed to bring an IPA over. Let me grab a pack of bud and put drops of citrus no, no, in there." The...
1: And okay, I've got myself an <laughs> IPA now for the game. Obviously, what we're doing here <laughs> is uh, uh, obviously not the proper use of them. uh, They do go in better hand in hand with the type of hops that they're meant for. So obviously, it enhances that hop flavor. So if you're putting it in and you use citra hops and you don't have enough of the flavor that citric citric hop oil added will boost that uh, citrus flavor. Get fucking pears.
2: This is blowing my goddamn mind.
1: I am too. I get pears and pencils. Pears and
2: pencils and piss oh my.
1: <laughs> That's alliteration. You
2: pears. Tell me you're getting pears, Carl.
1: Coral. Grandpa, there are no pears getting, in this yeah, beer. Yeah. Green pear. yeah. Not, not a ripe pear. No, 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 no. Green pear. Green pear. Tastes yeah. like a potato.
2: No. No. It tastes like <laughs> a potato. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm starting to get a little tipsy here. Carl's just like pumping them in. He's like, "Get drunk, damn it! That's where the dynamic happens." <laughs> All right, so that is beer number three. Uh, We're going to take a break. i got to drain the swamp. swamp. (laughs) Thank you, because I didn't know where I was going to go with that. And uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about what these hop oils are. Two and two. So this is uh, this is uh. welcome back. We uh, we're, we're we're gonna try this new uh, this new hop oil called Magnifico. It is um, mosaic. So we got the dank Magnifico. Magnifico. You want to give that to Matt for me? Let me Thank check you. it out. Um, we got the dank. It's pretty dank. I mean, uh, There should be. I don't think. I don't think it's open. It's in the freezer.
2: So this is full spectrum of mosa- no, It's not. This okay. is just
1: the hearts again. So there's only two that have the full spectrum. One is Citra that we haven't had yet. Okay. We had the Citrifica, which was um, mm-hmm. just the hearts, but Citra, and the other one was Magnum, so we had the Magnum.
2: Okay. It's
1: not over, I'm not no, don't bother with that, because we all know what danky Magnum smells like. Mosaic. I mean, mosaic. We see how they have all that same kind of profile? Like, yeah. After a while, you start to get blind, almost like smell blind. Yeah. But um, very similar to the last couple of hop oils that were used. So... During the break, I asked you if you have used any kind of hop hash. I mean, do you see your brewery as a brewer? Do you see you moving into any of the oils at all? I know they come in big cans. I know they come in shots. I don't think so. Um, Is there a reason why you're not going to? I just...
2: I don't know if it's... if it's I mean, It could even be a, mi- a mix of both. I understand the ingredients. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That's, that's good. No, it, that's just an interesting flavor.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, it's worse than
2: the beer that we had with you. <laughs> the other one was pears. This one was like...
1: Dirty sock water. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, that's a good description. That's, that's like pretty s- darn similar. It's like no. sucking
1: on a dirty glove. <laughs> you know how you suck on those gloves when you're yeah. a kid? After they get wet with snow, that's yep. what it tastes that's like. That's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> that, that's spot on. been <laughs>
2: sucking on some dirty gloves lately? <laughs> I got three kids now. No, but I, that's I just, true. <laughs> I'll take away the dirty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bring you something else. Thank you very much. Um,
1: Which is that? Okay. Uh, I, I don't know
2: if I. I don't know if I'm going to use hot I think I. I understand the flavors of the ingredients themselves. Right. Um. To the point that I can. You know, throw some in or or you know, remove some from a recipe or whatnot, and I can generally feel what that recipe is going to taste
1: like down the road. Do you think that they're good to have on the side in case you run out of hops? One of the hardest things about a brewer, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. is getting into a hop contract. It's yeah,
2: sourcing ingredients. I, again, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, to me, hop oils are too new for me to make a decision with right now. I consider myself a... Uh, traditionalist with ingredients and how I use them, even if I'm going to put fruit into a beer, I'm not using fruit extracts, I'm using the fruit mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't know if I'd get into into using extracts and using oils and stuff like that, I mean maybe I would probably, if anything I'd probably use the alpha acid oils just because at that point it's just giving me a number the bittering, yeah It's like, okay, I need this bittering amount. It's just giving me that bitterness, and I'm good to go.
1: What about the new hop hash that's coming out, which is basically the lublin glands of every hop that's been crushed through an extruder. Like, say they run Magnum through, Mm -hmm. and then just gather the Magnum hop crush. That's been, like, the dust. I'd
2: have to play around with, I mean, you you have some of the hop hash you gave over to me, but I'd have to play around with that a little bit to kind of see how intense of a flavor it is. Or aroma that it comes through with the hop hash, to really get an idea for using it down the road. I don't. I I can see myself using it um, because that to me is would be more consistent. Um, no, I don't want to chug your beer.
0: You try to clear your palate of
1: uh, same of dirty, same aroma of dirty, again
0: of dirty sock.
1: So this one is Centurion. Woody, this is woody the most cardboard in the nose again. This is the most. Uh, prominent flavored hop oil that I've had. It's very up in your face. It comes through like you're sucking on a hop pellet.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
1: It does. It's uh, super, super strong. And this is just the hearts of the cent- uh, centennial hop.
2: It's not bad. It's I mean, the flavors for the oil, they don't come through Artificial. They don't come through medicinal. They don't come through weird
1: like that. They're just too one-dimensional. Yeah. So if, like, and the object of these late, they call them dry hopping additions, the dry hopping oils. The object is to make sure that you're getting enough of that hop compound. So if you are using Centennial in your beer you're not getting enough of it, you add a drop of this. It'll accentuate Mm -hmm. that flavor. Because you're going to get all the rest of those oil compounds through the other hops that you used.
2: Am I putting too
1: much in these things? No. No, 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 no. no, no this
2: off. really gives us an idea of the flavors that they're supposed to go through. Yeah, I, I just, It's like after drinking all these compounds right now, it, it, it's almost giving me a little anxiety. In that I want to taste a full spectrum hop again. Because I'm sitting here just taking pieces of it trying to break it up. I just want to drink a beer with just citra in it again and be like, Uh, "Okay, yes, that's citra." (laughs) You know, just to baseline myself again because I'm drinking just it's like just this spice flavor or just this one little piece or just this one. It's they're so one dimensional they don't have that that full spectrum hop that I'm looking for. It's like I'm being told, "Yeah, these are hop oils," and they'll probably give up. But it's like I'm drinking them compared to a beer that has no hops in it. Yeah, you know, if if, if I was adding these. If I was adding this to a beer that I knew was already citra or knew already really full centennial, maybe it would, it would bump it up to the next level because we're trying these all side by side just as they are. Right. It's also another way of it's, you know, it's a whole different way of looking at these hop oils. So are they
0: worth mixing to see what that would be like?
2: Um, I don't even know if it's worth mixing. I think, I think it's like, okay, if you know this beer has centennial in it and this was supposedly the one that would enhance it because it's centennial to try it against that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking to do. You, if you mix them, you're just going to blend it into a a blend of, well, if it's, I m- was just thinking
0: about the whole one dimensional, links, mm-hmm. the one dimensional, uh, <laughs> criticism.
1: So what, well, yeah, well it criticism. is, it's, it's a different thing than the one dimensional. Like it, it is one dimensional. And I totally understand. It's very hard to understand if you're not tasting these, the one dimensionality of these oils is such that it is just the late hop flavor additions. Uh, uh, those oils that are contributing into those realm and then to that realm of brewing. When we talk one dimensional, we're talking about um, single hop, single malt. Those are usually one dimensional. When you say one dimensional to me, they're more complex than these hop oils are. Mm-hmm. The, the single, the smash recipes that you make, they're more complex than using this hop. And I can understand the trepidation that you're feeling because I feel it too. Like. You want to taste citra like you know citra. Yeah. You don't want to taste just the hearts of citra. You want citra to be there in your face and boom. But it's not. And it's frustrating. It's like you just want to kick it to the side and go, okay, let's open up some uh, Three Floyds IPA and, and yeah. get it over with.
2: But I can see, like, adding this stuff to that would enhance a little bit of it because you're getting all the other side stuff and you're bumping up that main
1: and it part works. of the it, citra thing. And it works. It does work. But...
2: It's just a- these as they are doesn't give you enough. It's like, it's not just saying like, oh, this is one dimensional. It just has cinnamon in it. Right. It's like no, it's cinnamon maybe like nine hundred flavor compounds, and this is one of those spicy flavor compounds in there.
1: Right. That's
2: all you're tasting.
1: Exactly. That's a great example. It's, it's exactly what it's like. It's like okay, we got fifty thousand different root beer compounds in this root beer, but let's just take the all the other compounds out and put just root or licorice in there, and you taste licorice, and you're like, that's not. Root beer anymore it's just licorice you know so that was uh that was centennial i mm-hmm. i would drink the rest of that one is this ipa <laughs> or is this chinook oh outback outback this is uh um heart of galaxy mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. ah.
0: it's
1: gonna say australia it's the heart of galaxy. But it's very strange. It is a part of that centennial that really makes up centennial, but alone it doesn't taste like centennial. Yeah, because you're missing all those other 400
2: compounds that are well under 1%, 0.1% each, right. that really make the
1: hop overall what it is. Exactly. But they're all not there. You're missing a ghost—the ghost of the heart, the heart of the ghost of the hop. It's Very interesting. You hear that? The bubbling. Those are my barrels fermenting over there. <laughs> it's almost as like it's almost like your five-gallon barrel going. Not really, but it's pretty exciting. Do you ferment in your barrels? I will be
2: uh, for the anniversary beer. The other ones I don't. They're all fermented in stainless and then aged in barrel.
1: I was going to do that, but I said, "Screw that! We're gonna, we're gonna go for it," and I regret it every day. <laughs> I came in this morning. There was a river <clears throat> of wrists on the floor. The barrel was coated in foam, and along the wall there's spray, and parts of the char are stuck in the ceiling.
2: Just blew the cap off. Right oh, off, the, man. The, the char. Clogs up the blow-off. the blow off the blow off and then it just builds pressure until the thing pops off. I'm
1: sure I didn't come into shrapnel. The barrel could have been blown apart.
2: No, yeah, when I do the uh, the blow off, I mean I'm, it's not going to help because of the amount that's going to be coming out of it, and I'm, I'm not going to clean the barrels. But it's going to be a, a half inch blow off tube coming out of them.
1: You have to, yeah.
2: But even then. It's still going to get clogged with char, Charred and here. they're all going to pop off overnight. And People it's just like, the way it's going to happen.
1: What did you put in there? Did you put what chips in on these? I'm like, no, silly. Char on the inside it's of the char barrel? Char on the inside of the barrel. Well, it's hard to believe. I'm like, no. That doesn't taste like Galaxy. See, it doesn't taste like Galaxy. You're, like, you're, you're so into it. Like, Galaxy's going to be awesome. We're going to have this pineapple, citrus, all this other. Nothing. I was staring it down
2: saying, you better taste like Galaxy. You better taste like Galaxy. <laughs> the first words I
1: take a zip. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't taste like, it. like Galaxy. So if you're not going to use the oils, why is it so so much of a hot trend these days for breweries to use oils? Is it because of the hop contracts that they can't get in? I don't know. Honestly, I am...
2: Unsure as to what exactly they're using, if it's this, if it's another type of something similar to it um but
1: I could probably assure you that it's not so much this this company that I got these from yeah. is very small, and I think they're in a handful of breweries right now, and probably only in new jersey but i mean i'm I'm talking to people like Trillium. I don't even know if they use them. Hetty uh, Topper, Vinny Truzel from uh, Russian River. I don't know if they use them. But
2: are they are they adding these things in addition to also using the regular hop?
1: I think they are. I think that's so. The it's case. like instead
2: of doing a hundred percent Centennial, they're using seventy percent Centennial and adding some oil to top it off.
1: Or they're bittering with the oil, like you like you said, Kane did.
2: Well, that was with the. The alpha acid concentrate, that wasn't even necessarily... Yeah. Because you have the alpha acids in the oils, I mean, that was just the alpha acid that they were using for the bittering side of it, so they could, they could fit more hops into it. But if you're using it for the oils, like this stuff, my thought would be you have to use it in, in conjunction with the actual hop as well.
1: I don't know if it's a beer, but this tastes like a rubber balloon. <laughs> it tastes like a... Like I just blew up ten thousand animal balloons.
2: Yeah, like that—that that taste in your mouth you get from the all rub. the latex balloons or whatever yeah. afterwards. So is it too much? It's too. It was two drops in
1: that much.
2: I mean, again, again, it's not. It's not that it's too much. It's just. Just tastes like rubber balloon. It's the flavors that come daddy, through. With daddy,
1: daddy, can her. you blow up a balloon? Sure. Let me put some drops of Outback oil in here and in my beer. I don't know. It might. It might be the beer too it's the corn this this thing tastes like a condom <laughs> how do you know oh, 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 oh.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's uh definitely <laughs> it's definitely rubbery here here taste that a little bit you can probably smell it too it, it smells like latex Not getting the rubber. Damn.
2: Does taste like dick? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Scratch that from the record. Dog that chinks a day's pay for napping on the job. <clears throat> what the beer? That was a that was a Blazing Saddles reference. Yeah. So, so. Is it, remember
0: old the old time sucrats? Remember they used yes. to come in the tin. Yep, yep the tin with the t- the white it, the that, clear. The, Right, right. No, I that, got that. Those Sucrets tasted like that. That medicinal.
1: Yes, they do. Very, very medicinally. Mm-hmm. I don't get any of that. And so anyway. <laughs> that, we
0: got
1: three to go. <laughs> um, honestly, um, let's do one more. Um, just plain Jane. I need to w- wash my, my my mouth out with some really good beer. It's a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> take a break. All right well, we're going to take a break now, and uh, we'll be back in two and two. <laughs> did it in two minutes and two seconds we ran down to a brewery called Zygmeister Brewing Company and harvested some beer from that brewery illegally um, <laughs> and then walked back this way uh, we decided to go over to Matt's brewery and and see if we can't get any hoppy beer because we really feel like these oils will portray themselves better at with a hoppy beer um, and so We have the luxury now to try a control of Matt's shipwreck. Shipwreck.
2: Everybody fucking calls it shipwreck.
1: The shipwreck? God damn it. Shipwreck. No, 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 shipwrecking. No, ship... What is it for...
2: Ship-wrong.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, for St. Paddy's Day.
2: Oh, uh, shipwreckon? Shipwreckon. (laughs) Shipwreckon.
1: So we're doing the shipwreckon right now. um, (laughs) And... In Carl, of,
0: yeah, in one of these I've put uh, two drops of the
2: Super Citra, which is the full spectrum. Yep, and one does not have it. Okay, so the idea kind of, I guess, as Warren kind of said, the, we've got the Shipwright has six hops in it Columbus Centennial ca- uh, Cascade, and it also has Citra, Amarillo, and Eldorado in late edition. So the thought is, if we add these hop compound, these hop oils, to a beer that already has that hop, it's going to accentuate that hop further. Or will or it just taste exactly <laughs> like the cat piss that we smelled
1: before? I'm gonna take. You're gonna take the short stubby glass first.
2: I'm gonna. Well, one's got one, one doesn't, right? Yeah. So we got to compare them to each other.
0: This is riveting radio, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that we're tasting it. Yeah. Matt is smelling a beer. Warren is smelling a beer. Matt is tasting a beer. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) This is difficult. Can you tell? No. Really? Interesting. I didn't put enough in, I guess.
2: Well, you put two drops in,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: which seemed like too much in the Genesee. Mm-hmm. way too much making it taste like
0: uh, well I guess we never did the super citra but some of these other ones they were making it taste like balloons and
2: medicine and what have you <clears throat> I don't know if it's just glass shape but to me it pops out more in this one
1: I'm getting more aroma out of this one yeah
2: it's glass shape
1: <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting no aroma out of this one I'm getting a little bit. If I stick my nose in there and sniff, I'll get it, but I can't tell. Yeah.
0: Try three. Actually, we'll try the Centennial and see how that goes. Okay. And then come back again if we have to. I'll put in, I'll I'll dose it harder with the Citra on a third batch if we have enough beer left over.
2: Yeah, try dosing it harder for the the Centennial. Yeah. Um, Yeah, to me it didn't. Can't throw away good beer. Uh, yeah, to me, it, there wasn't too much of a difference other than the fact that it seemed like in the regular the, Lagunitas the, cup.
1: now the round cup with the the, yeah. the open body. I got, right off the bat, I smelled that. I'm aroma. like, I smelled more citra.
2: And then the other one, I wasn't pulling much aroma at all uh, off of it. No,
1: and I was kind of afraid that that might have been the one that with the oil because yeah. I'm not quite sure what oil does. <clears throat>
2: But then I had to, you know, in the other ones too. You couldn't. There wasn't too much of a smell difference. It was mainly in the taste. So then,
1: tasting both of them, there wasn't too big of a difference. Doesn't detract from the flavor, but I still. I don't know if it's remnants, but I still, I still can taste that hearts, like the hearts of it. It's almost missing something.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: No, the You can pour one or the other since it doesn't matter anyway. I need the mason jar.
2: You need the mason jar?
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, this podcasting is a chore. It is a job.
1: Fired! It's <laughs> a good job. So, while he is talking in the back or doing whatever he's doing in the back, being the mixologist that he likes to be. What's on the horizon for the brewery? Uh,
2: well, the next biggest thing is Stout Fest. Um, we're going to release that or have that day. It's very similar to Imperial Fest for those of you listening that went tickets, that whole spiel. But, uh, 54 beers, 54 stouts. Um, we're almost done making all of them. Uh, just about everybody in the brewery made a beer for the fest. Kirsten made a beer, Andy made two, uh, Nate made one, Jimmy made one, uh, Ross made one, um, Johnny Boy? No, he didn't make... My dad didn't make... Uh, Megan spiced one up, um, but she didn't make a base beer, uh, a different base beer, uh, but she did a, a ginger snap stout. Um, and Carissa didn't make one. So And Mark didn't either. So the few that didn't, but most, most did... Um. And the rest are kind of like uh, flavor variants. There's some imperial stouts and uh, the regular stout as well, uh, the regular oatmeal stout. And then it's flavor variants off all those. So chocolate, vanilla, uh, habanero, chili pepper with cinnamon, some coffee, mint, raspberry, cherry, you know, a bunch of different flavors.
1: All the way around.
2: Um, (laughs) Right hand, left hand. Um, (laughs) Wasn't paying attention at all. Uh, So that'll be really interesting. The 18th of February, all day at the brewery. Um, 12 to 10. 12 to 10. 54 stouts.
1: That's Um, 1.68 gallons if you don't know that.
2: Yeah, if you want to come in and drink four ounces of each one there, you are still excessively drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> call that binge drinking. What's the uh, cost per ticket? Uh,
2: the tickets are going to be different from Imperial Fest. So it's going to be um, $3 per ticket, per drink ticket. So $6 will get you a 12-ounce pour. $3 will get you a 4-ounce pour. And the ticket and a half will get you a uh, an 8-ounce of all the – those are for all the stouts. And then we're going to have the uh, the year rounds, not the seasonals, on um, as well. And if you want those, it's just two tickets. It's the same sort of – same scheme for that, two tickets for 12-ounce. Uh, so if you happen to come to Stout Fest and – didn't realize it was stout fest and don't want to stout. But no growler fills, no flights. You can grab four, four-ounce samples when you come up. We're just not giving you a flight paddle. Um, so just remember what you got. And we're also going to the jockey boxes going. Um,
0: no paddle, why? Because it's just too you, – you're just going to run out of paddles?
2: We'll run out of paddles. Too, it's yeah. too much stuff to be paying attention to. If yeah. you want four glasses, you can take four glasses. Um. Jockey Box will be running. All the beers aren't going to be on at the same time. We're going to release a list showing you when certain beers will be on and what beers they will be on after.
1: Can I come with my own paddle?
2: Uh, sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, some of the beers we'll be putting on first, and there'll be a specific beer going on after it. So if you want that beer after it, tell your buddies to drink up on that first one, so that way that one finishes and your beer goes your paper beer goes on. But, uh. That'll be really interesting. And then uh, be on the the horizon. We're looking at uh, can releases and bottle releases. Both probably March-April timeline. So very soon. Okay.
0: We love listening to you Heat Warren. (laughs) One thing I learned a long time ago from a different show that I listen to, is that guests will write in with great uh, ire about the fact that people are eating on a show. They're like, we don't
1: want to hear you eat. It's disgusting. It is disgusting.
0: <laughs> All right, in your so left I'm hand, doing it. in left hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You have one. In the right hand, you have the other. Can you tell us the difference? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes.
2: I know exactly which one you put stuff in. Left hand
1: is the stuff that has Centennial in it. Yeah. Right hand does not.
0: And how's the taste versus the aroma?
1: The one with the Centennial puts it over the top.
0: So maybe try it again with fewer drops?
1: Nope. Um, I don't think that's a match for this beer. Mm. I don't think Centennial is a match for this beer. Citra is.
0: I could try this experiment one more time with, uh, with what little is left and just try to superdose it with citra, see if that makes a difference. Try the IPA. That is the IPA. Oh, the I, oh, I see what you're saying. The gotcha. IPA oil. The IPA oil. Well, what's in that?
1: A uh, mixture of oils. All right.
0: Well, we'll let you guys.
1: The Centennial it. is a little over the top. You could try it. I really knew I would taste the Centennial right off the bat. <laughs> it's like sucking on a centennial hop cone. Mm-hmm.
0: It's too much. Maybe a few drops. drop less, would have been better.
1: I think you still would have picked it up. Yeah, I really do. I think that's that flavor that they that they got out of the centennial.
2: Yeah, the centennial, the cascade, the centennial, and the columbus are all from sixty to twenty minute in the boil. Everything else is.
1: 15 and later. I'm in love with Columbus. I'm in love with Columbus all around. like And that and Chinook. I'm in love with... Columbus. All, all around. All throughout the whole boil. Throughout like, you know, 60, 35, 40, whatever you want to put those those hops in, I think you're, you're going to win. Columbus is just a well-rounded... It goes really good with everything. Mm. It really does. Very strong.
2: I'm a fan of Columbus hops as well. I tend to... Anything that's not European style, right, gets Columbus. For me, unbittering. Everything that is European, Magnum. I put Magnum. I don't mind Warrior. No, I don't either. It's just a little more expensive. To me, that's because it's a little bit
1: more. It's higher in alpha.
2: A little bit, yeah. But to me, the uh, Magnum and Warrior aren't much of a flavor difference. There's not. Um. Or bitterness profile difference, I should say. You're just um, using less
1: of Warrior. That's about it, though. I mean, yeah. what, what are you using? Like a quarter ounce less?
2: When I was first putting a hop contract together, I couldn't contract for Warrior. So I contracted for Magnum and just kind of kept with that.
1: Magnum's great. Yeah. Magnum's a really good hop. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. Like, Warrior, Magnum, and Columbus are my three go-to Bittering Hops. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can't think of anything else.
2: Tomahawk and Zeus? For your CTZ? Yeah. It's
1: the same same as Columbus. But yeah, for danky, citrusy flavors in any IPA, Columbus, Columbus, Columbus... You know, and I found Chinook to be really cool throughout the boil too, if you're layering it with citra. Like mm. just because of that one beer that we found. Left hand. Left hand.
0: Le- left hand. That was your left hand. That one goes in your that one goes in your left hand. This is in your right hand. <laughs> that it's was hard. This goes in your right hand.
1: Okay. No, this is the IPA.
0: That's the oil. One drop.
1: One drop in my right hand, I could smell IPA oil. Really? I can't smell the difference. I'll get it in my right hand. Oh yeah. Am I right? Yes, you are correct.
0: You are correct, Warren. It is the right it was the right hand beer and one drop, you can smell it. I can detect it, I can smell it. Yep. I can I can smell it. it. Yeah. That's the thiols that are in there, you know, I am assuming. Can you taste it? Probably not. Because it's just
2: supposed to be for aroma in this case? I can taste it. I can taste it. I couldn't I couldn't detect it in the nose, the difference.
1: But I can detect it in the flavor. Did
2: it
0: make it better? Worse or no. Different?
1: No, it didn't make it better. It made it it made it different. It's not bad. Along it, it's definitely along. It's definitely profile, not bad. Along that profile of the
2: other one that we put in.
1: It's it's yeah. It's a better it, but it's a better choice than that centennial. Yes. It doesn't doesn't really. It does in a way deter from the beer, because it's not what it was intended. Um, but it it's not bad. Let's put it that way. That's it's big, drinkable. That's regular.
0: I, I, all of each, every, every one of these hop oils that I smelled, every one of them has a little bit of a medicinal something to it that I smell.
1: Now, medicinal is not the right word, I don't think. I well, think you're looking for something else. It's, it's got this... Solvent? I don't even know. It's, it's it, got a chemical. It's got a chemical flavor, but it's not medicinal. Right, to,
2: be, to be as vague as you can be, there's a chemicalness to it. Is that your ride? What the? <laughs> f- <laughs> What's
0: that? They all, every one of them, give has the same
1: that, kind of that distinctive, yeah. chemical flavor. It's not medicinal for sure. It's not like you're drinking medicine. No, but it is a chemical flavor, almost plastic-like mm-hmm. in the flavor, but mm-hmm. it's not plastic. It's no. like
0: so. But this, I mean this this is sort of fascinating to me because what what I'm learning is that it's really hard to sort of use these things correctly right that the that the all natural way uh, look i i've proven that you can f up putting the wrong hops in a beer and it gets pretty miserable but you know this is sort of equally you got to really do some experimentation it's not as simple as oh i made something with citra and let me drop a couple extra drops of this stuff in there and it's going to make it better
1: i have a 10 right. gallon batch of ipa yeah brewed solely with oils in the back that's fermenting away oh okay it's not i haven't kegged it yet i haven't dry hopped it with the oils yet but it's going to be 100% oil yeah Nothing but. And during the boil, it smelled like a regular hoppy boil. Mm. So I'm wondering what through boil and what through uh, CO2 That's scrubbing. So there will is no, is,
0: right. Uh, these are unisomerized right. hops. So this is basically just like dry hopping.
1: Almost. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I used the full spectrum oil.
0: Yeah. But my in, point in, is, yeah. well, sure, but ineff- ineffectively, this is like, some special kind of hop, just dry hopping with exactly. it. This is not. Yep. So it would be. It would be different. No, but what fascinates me. Did you is have any
1: of the rice lager I had on weeks ago? Uh, you might have. Yeah. You might have had it. It was yeah. ricey. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. Like quite finished, but I used a whole half. Of, I used a whole bottle for sots hops dry hopping. Oh, okay. And no one could tell the difference. I mean, it, it was gone in a day in and a half. From, yeah. At Sixty minutes. No, it was in the keg. Oh, I Put wow. it right in the keg. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: But I I guess what's, what's sort of incredible to me here is that it's not as obvious as I would have expected. I would have thought, oh... It's a it's a beer with citra in it. Put a little citra in there, and it's gonna enhance it. It's like you know, remember that stuff accent when you were uh, when we were. I don't even know if they sell it at the stores anymore. It's basically I think it's MSG. It's basically <laughs> MSG in a in a shaker, and you just
1: accent put it yeah. on your food. It makes no, the food taste better. It comes in a yellow, little yellow bottle, looks like dash. Yeah, right, and you would just dash it's just it on dash, stuff. And yeah. it's
0: basically putting monosodium mono – Glutamate or whatever, yep. MSG, whatever MSG is, mm-hmm. not onto not your food, glutamate. right? And it sort of did enhance the flavors of things. And I would have thought that this stuff, you know, every time you put it, oh, yeah, it just enhances But it's like, no, you've got to use, you've got to be careful with this, it, at least for using it the way we were of just dropping it in a beer as a quote unquote dry hop, as right. opposed to, I don't, I don't know what it's going to be like as you, from your boiled uh,
1: IPA. Like, for, for, well, hops are funny. For people, you could substitute a hop and people won't know the difference. You could put in Magnum for Warrior, and people won't know the difference. You could put in... um, You can't put in Bravo, though. No. No, you could put in... Well, no. You could put in Cascade (laughs) for Cluster. You could put in Cluster for Cascade. You could put Centennial in for Cascade. They all have very similar properties. It's not like you can put... So when when, when you're making and developing recipes out there, when you're trying to develop recipes, my advice to you is don't really worry so much about the flavor profile of hops right away, it's it's a night and day thing. It's an argument where you can't use black malt for pale malt. There's a distinctive difference right there. You can't use victory malt for pale malt. There's a distinctive difference. But you can use different hops for other hops. There's really not that much of a difference. Same thing with yeast. So if you're getting hung up on what hops to choose from, either seek advice from your local brewery or your local uh, homebrew supply shop or just, you know, go with the norm and try that and then see the differences. Um, when we're getting into oils now, you're talking, there is, uh, like you said, Carl, it's, it would seem like it would be easy to just say, okay, this oil you can put in this beer and not even know the difference. Now, um, I think for the most part, all of us have decided that there is a noticeable change when you add oils to these beers. Um, the best one that worked for your beer, Matt, I thought was Citra. Hmm. I I didn't think that we had a problem with that one.
2: No, and I think it's because the Centennial was more in the boil, so most of your oils are already gone. So adding that through, it's not necessarily putting oils on oils. The Citra was late. late addition in the boil, Whirlpool, and dry hopping. So, there's a lot of citrus oils already in there. So, adding to it just accentuated a little bit. But there's still that, a little bit of that back flavor of what we saw from
1: the chemical flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was right, that Centennial does come through very strongly. I mean, that's one of the strongest, it's considered super cascade, and you can see why now, for sure. So, my advice stick to real natural hops for now. Until they really nail home these hop oils, um, don't be afraid to try them if you can get your hands on them.
2: Yeah, nothing wrong with playing around with stuff, experimenting with it. But
1: uh, right now, it just seems to me you can't replace real thing.
2: No, nah. same, same here.
0: I'll be really interested to know how that one uh, that you uh, what was you said, Centennial, a uh, Centennial IPA.
1: We'll have to do a half show. Yeah, we'll have to do a half show yeah, soon. we
0: or just a little mini uh, extra sode. Yeah, extra sode bonus ode sorry yeah, there you go bonus okay. ode
1: bonus ode so we'll have to do a bonus ode and just uh you know come back with a little follow up <laughs> with right. that beer right just
0: to see what that one's like as it was uh, boiled as opposed to just uh, dry
1: hopped sounds good to me wet hopped wet hop dry hopped <laughs> so, sounds
2: like a plan
1: i think uh that kind of wraps things up for tonight you know uh, although this was uh, a long drawn out educational series i think it was a very good radio show for us <laughs> podcast radio it is besides radio. the bonus ode, any
2: idea what's coming up next or we all right audience feedback
0: what do you guys want us to discuss next yeah March. drop
2: us a line let us know what you're interested in and uh we'll look through the comments by the bonus ode and uh that's the cool shit podcast at gmail.com
0: yes correct
2: the cool ship Podcast at gmail.com Well,
0: you could do that too, or you could do info at info at coolshippodcast is probably the easier way. Yeah, want okay. one to remember. Info at coolshippodcast But the other Drop one would us work. A line. Let
2: us know what you're interested in for the next show. We'll take it into uh, consideration. All of your thoughts go right to our hearts, and, and, we're and we will
1: catch possibly bring back a special guest. Guest. <laughs> <laughs> guest. <laughs> So stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll be back in uh, a few short weeks.
0: Say goodnight, boys. Good night, boys. Good night, boys. Cut.
2: And they only had that dam For one day Afterwards they had to bring it back To Grand Rental Station